you are now locked in and listening to The Issue. This guy is a franchise quarterback, and no, I don't want to hear any pushback on that. It feels like a top 10 roster to me. It feels like it can win a championship. This is The Issue. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is The Issue. It is Thursday, February 9th, and we have another episode of The Issue here for you today. So, a lot to talk about, right? So, we have our predictions for the Super Bowl coming up. That will be in the second segment, but we're going to kick the show off with just a little bit of a discussion on how the NFL has been so successful. We've had a great product to cover this season. Kind of got us thinking, they just... They do it business, like no other. Business-wise, they, like no they do it better than anybody else, um, and it is by far the most successful business in all of professional sports, so we'll start the show off talking about that, and then we have a guest coming in today. Andrew Petcash will be joining the show right at the end of the first segment there after the opening rant, so make sure you stick around for that, or if uh, you came from that video that was a standalone welcome welcome uh, and then in the second welcome. segment we will have hits and misses uh to kick things off and then our predictions for the super bowl to finish out that second segment into the third though we will have news and then another rant on san francisco what do they do i mean quarterbacks what, wise? what do you do i mean what was it joe montana come out and said came out and said uh you know just start Jimmy G. It's easy. It's really not that easy. No, like, it, not at all. It's not a uh, like a cut and dry decision. It's it's gonna take a little bit to figure that one out. But um, like I said, guys, so, great show. Go to theissuesports.com. Check everything out there. Yeah. Um, you know we have all of our merch on sale. Uh, pray for the parlay shirt. Yeah. Um, the issue hoodie, the one that I'm wearing. So we both have the merch on from yeah. from the store. Go order it. Uh, shipping out the first orders this week. So I'm thinking. I'm watching like all the all the Super Bowl promotions, um, just all the stuff with the NFL, and I, I'm like, God, that that is one of the smartest businesses I've ever seen. Right? To, um, to be quite frank, right? Next segment, you kind of see, you know, why I've been thinking about business. You know, talking to our guest, who's very very versed, uh, for lack of a better term, in business, in kind of what the NFL does, what other leagues do. You know, why they're good at what they do, right? But nonetheless, I'm looking at it. I'm marveling, right? I'm like that. That's a spectacle, right? The Super Bowl. That that's that's not a game. That's not just even an event. That is an entire week, week and a half spectacle, right? No other sport could even come close, right? I mean, you look at the NFL, what they own like 10 or 11 months of the year, right? Obviously, you have the, the what, the first games are in September. Well, the first two months before that, August and July, OTAs, training camps, preseason. Who's getting hurt? Who's getting traded? Where's everybody going? New contracts, right? And then you go the whole season, obviously, that's king during the season. And then what? You have the offseason, which has become just as exciting, right? It used to be like the MLB Hot Stove League. NFL is pretty exciting. There's a pretty exciting uh, pretty exciting little offseason there, right? Then you have, what, the draft, the combine, right? You have, you have all you have free agency. So I'm looking and I said, well, what, what do they do really, really well, right? Clearly it's something. Right? The NFL in, in 2021, they made $16.7 or $16.7 billion in revenue. The MLB second with 10 with ten, it's like it's not even it's not even close. I mean, for the social media, you know, box score watchers who claim they know the NBA, and that that's the number one sport. Wrong. How about eight point eight billion? No, I'm not, I'm not saying you know it's chump change, but compared to the NFL, it's not even close. It's not even close. The NFL almost doubles hoops. The NFL kind of to me feels like 
like Apple or like Amazon, right? Just evolving, changing, adjusting, pivoting, right? About 25 years ago, there used to be a sport where it's like inflict maximum amount of pain on your on your enemy, right? On your on the opposing team. Can you knock out their quarterback? Can you hurt more people on their team than they will on your team? If so, probably gonna win. Probably gonna win. Now it's highly nuanced. It's finesse. It's technical. And the NFLs lean into that. Or you can hate Goodell, but nobody's been better for a league's growth than Roger Goodell. I mean, what, 2006 he took over? When he took over, the NFL was making, what, $7 billion annually. Seven. Now, granted, inflation, all this, right, you know, values go up as time goes on. But they don't more than double in that amount of time, right? That is exponential growth spearheaded by Roger Goodell, right? Why? Obviously, they, you know, they're pivoting. But have you ever seen a better base of leaders for a league? I mean, has, has the league ever been in better hands? Mahomes, Burrow, Herbert, Allen, Trevor Lawrence, Jalen Hurts, right? I mean, they're exemplary. That, that's exactly who you want leading a business. I know they're athletes, so it's not quite thought of in the same way, but there's your, there's your board right there, right? If you're, if you're big, big tech, big insurance, whatever, there's your top 10 guys. There's your, there's your executives. And I mean, could, could, you be, could you be luckier? They bust their ass. They see success. And then they just keep grinding. I swear to God, if you give Jalen Hurts a compliment, it, it, I don't even think he hears it. I really don't. I think it's that he just turns around and gives it. You know, that's, a, that's not me. That's Jason Kelsey. That's Lane Johnson. That's Nick, that's Nick Sirianni. That's A.J. Brown. I'm just amazed every, every day by the state of the league. And people always ask, why do we talk mostly football? Well, to be honest with you, <laughs> it's the best product, to, to be quite frank. Perfectly fits on a TV set. It's just built for American TV. Right, so it's it's the best product. It's viewed by the most people, and almost everybody can relate to it. Everybody can. The, the 250-pound dude sitting on the couch drinking Miller Lights can relate to the offensive guard who's in the trenches. And he's probably going to tell you about how he played offensive guard in high school. And you're going to be, oh, he would have went D1, but he blew out his knee. You know, it's relatable. And it's fun when you hear your crazy uncle talking about that, right? The NBA is the exact opposite. I mean, the, the players are all like, I don't know, 6'4", 6'5", 6'6", and above. The majority, right? I know your Stephs, your Kyrie's are a little smaller. And by the way, I, I don't think people realize how big that is, right? I think I think the think of the tallest person you know. Think of the tallest person you know. But you a hundred bucks or under six six. You look at him, you're like, that's a massive human being. You, I mean, granted, you probably know maybe two to three people that are actually NBA sized human beings. It's ridiculous. It's not even you can't even relate to that, right? And also, I'm, I'm going to be honest, the stars are pretty unlikable. I think LeBron has kind of won back some fans. He's considered, like, the best. Even him probably would not sit down to have a real LeBron. I'm going to be honest with you. I respect him. He's great. Probably the best of all time. I'd argue him over Jordan. Probably a great guy. 100% would not hang out with LeBron. KD complains more than I've ever seen anybody complain. Kyrie can't stay out of the news. I think Luka's fundamentally infuriating to watch. I mean, every possession you'd think the you know defender killed his family or something. I mean, just the grief he gives the officials. I mean, literally every single possession. It's horrific. It's, it's to be honest with you, it's unwatchable. I like Giannis, but he's so good, it's almost boring. Well, like, the, the NBA is not highly digestible, except in these little, tiny, seven, eight-second highlights where you can see LeBron fly down the court, absolutely am on somebody's head, and everybody goes nuts. That's why it's the best highlight league, social media league. The NFL's different. That's a different beast. That's a different animal. Or you don't plan days, weekends, months, an entire season of the year around an NBA game, around an NBA season, around an NBA series, whatever. Right? You just don't, even baseball. The NFL, you literally set aside, you're like, hey, every Sunday for the next 
what, four or five months, don't talk to me, don't call, don't text. I'll be sitting, ass in front of TV, Miller Lite, Buffalo Chicken Dip, don't call, don't text. Right? Every Sunday. Every Sunday for 20-some weeks. It's just known. That's a fact. Right? You don't do that for the NBA. Guys, the Lakers are on. Well, it's a Tuesday at 1045. They're on the West Coast. They're playing Sacramento. I'm not watching that. I don't care. The NFL is king. It's it's honestly impressive. It's easily the best league. And it, I, I've just been marveling at it the, the, the past week. That's kind of what's been on my mind. This is this little rant here was like the epitome of a shower thought, right? Like I'm yeah. just, I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'm listening. And I'm just listening to like, you know, a, a podcast about, about the NFL, about football, about sports. Just talking about the, the Super Bowl. And I'm just like, it's it's so impressive. It's insane. It is. The uh, amount of revenue generated is just out of this world. It gives us something to talk about year round. Uh, yeah, everybody always comes up and they're like, "Oh well, football season's starting to come to a close. Is, is the you know the cast going to update? Are you going to going to pivot away from it a little bit? Get into some more things? Yeah, we start to get into some baseball and some some hockey. hockey but yeah. the the NFL is so good that no matter what time of the year it is, we always have something to talk to uh, talk about. So like the Super Bowl will finish this week. But then that there gives will us be coaching NFL. changes, and yeah. then that gives us uh, off-season, free agency stuff, people moving around. Huge stories come out of that. And then before you know it, it's pro days, and then it's the draft, and then it's OTAs, and you're right back into the season again. The NFL does a fantastic job. And that's an exciting point of year. We kind of get to go get those uh, you know big opinions, and uh, in this segment here, we kind of get to look back on our big opinions, so we'll have that. All right, welcome back. Second segment here. On a Thursday. What is it, the 9th now? 9th, yes. We appreciate you stopping in, however you're watching us, YouTube, Spotify, you know, all those. Um, however you're watching, however you're viewing, if you're listening, welcome. Um, we appreciate you listening. Go check out, you know, while you're, you know, while, while I'm doing a little intro here, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, go check out the store. Go check out the online shop. Go check out all the stuff we have to offer on our website. Go check out all of our social medias. Um, all of it's going to be in the link tree, which is in any description of any way you're listening to this, Spotify, YouTube, etc. Yeah. I'll find it, Always everything there. in that link. So, yeah, go check that out for us. Yeah, yeah go to theissuesports.com. I know the newsletter, been fantastic. Uh, coming, the one that came out this week on Wednesday. So, go subscribe to that. Sucked a little bit because right after I sent it out, Tom Brady's like, hey, I'm going to retire. Like yeah. A half hour. I swear to God, a half hour. That is. Uh, like, what are the odds? Come on. Yeah. So, for those of you who don't know or aren't subscribed, the newsletter was about the possibility, right? Something to chew on. It's like a segment where, like a, like a column per se, where I kind of. Throw a little bit of like a hot take, right? Because let's be real. That's kind of what happens in sports. People are like, oh, that's a hot take. Okay, well, it happens all the time. Yeah. If you had told me two months ago that Kyrie's a, a maverick, or if you had told me two months ago or two months before Matt Stafford became a Ram, hey, Matt Stafford's going to get traded to the Rams and then win a Super Bowl. Right. You'd be like, you'd be like come on. Well, like, you're messing with me. Kind of fitting um, that we talk about some of those hot takes. Let's go over some of those hot takes. Where we were right, where we were wrong, hits and misses on a Thursday. Hit number one. <clears throat> we rarely talk basketball. Uh, so when I'm right on a basketball take, look out, because you know it. You know that you know I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get my flowers on this because yeah. I don't talk about it a lot, and I'm not I'm decent with it, but I'm not super well versed in it like you know like we are NFL. Right. Um, but I said that Kevin Durant leaving the Warriors for the Nets and Kyrie is one of the worst decisions I've ever seen from a business standpoint. You're in Silicon Valley with one of the richest owners, one of the most business savvy owners that is setting you up with endorsements, deals, business opportunities. And then you're going to go to Brooklyn, which feels like the I, I, like the little brother of New York almost, right? It's not yeah. even it's not even really New York, but it's kind of New York. Yeah. Is it New York? Is it not? Who who the hell knows? It's like close enough, but not really. It it feels to me like um, 
I don't know, like like Scranton, you oh, know, even though it's closer yeah. to New York than yeah. Scranton is to like, you know, PA, uh, you know, to Pittsburgh or Philly, but you get the point. Anyway, um, so now it's just him. Kyrie's gone. He's a, he's a maverick. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if Kevin wants out too. I don't know what you do, but it was an awful decision to go there. And it's kind of rearing its ugly head here. Yeah. Uh, especially when, you know, the place that you left was surrounding you with a ton of talent too. So much talent. Like, so I, I, much I, greatness. Like, from the executives is to the it coach just, to is the players. Is it just me or is, is the NBA always the drama-filled one where none of the stars can make it work? Right? It, I, 100%. Almost every single time you bring a star, like outside of the Russell Wilson thing this year, when you bring like a veteran quarterback into a team, everybody usually gels. Or you go, you get, you grab a veteran receiver, right? You bring usually Amari works. Cooper to Cleveland. Yeah. Did he cause any? <laughs> did he cause any drama in Cleveland when he went there? No. No. In fact, but, I didn't hear much from him at all. <laughs> exactly. But if a big star goes somewhere in the NBA, you almost always hear drama in the new organization. Hundred percent. They clash all the time. Hundred percent. I mean, you go to the Nets. The Nets, like I said, they're they are just like what the Nets are the epitome of Brooklyn. They are the little brother to the Knicks, to to all of the major Eastern cities, yeah. to the Celtics, to the 76ers, right? They are the little brother in the East, and it, that's exactly what they've always been. Boston, Philadelphia, New York, yeah. Brooklyn. Yeah. Like, and it's Bro- Brooklyn. Doesn't right? fit. This doesn't make sense. Doesn't fit. Like, even Miami, which is a little bit south, but still East Coast, right? Miami's a significantly bigger brand. Yeah. Um, even Cleveland is playing really good basketball. They went on, got Donovan, Donovan Mitchell. They're probably a more interesting story, but a better team right now, at least defensively. I don't know. Either way. Okay, miss number one here. Mm-mm. Like I said, I thought Brady to San Francisco would make a ton of sense. Right? He wants that offensive system. The weapons run first. A lot of support. Genius head coach. Good GM. Really nice defense. Uh, no, he retired instead. <laughs> uh, kind of like just when you, you thought you had him figured out a little bit. Um, but nope, yeah. he's going to take some time off. Uh, and then start broadcasting with Fox ahead of the 2024 NFL season. So, not this coming year. The year but after. The, yeah. It's so long from now, though. Yeah, well, like not I mean, this coming August. Next August, I, I, I get I, it. I get it. I'm not trying to rush him back. When, it's just so long from now. Oh, I know. I'm excited to listen to him. So too. excited. And, and that's, the why cool I'm, thing, that's why I'm a little pissed. I was like, I want to know. I'm I know. The, him. And the cool thing is, he he went on the herd. And if anybody listened to that interview, that was awesome. It was great. Uh, and to know that there's going to be more collaborations like that, just within the Fox umbrella. You know, obviously, watch this show first. But if you want to pay pay a little bit of attention to that, Brady analyzing, I think is going to be really cool. I think it's yep. going to be like a Tony Romo on steroids. I yeah, I'd say way better. I think. Yeah. Way better. It's gonna be it's gonna be impressive. Hundred percent agree. It's almost gonna be like no, and this is no shot at Terry Bradshaw, but like if Terry Bradshaw still had it all upstairs, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, and I like I that. love Terry. I think he's great, and he's still pretty good. But there's a difference not between an aging Terry Bradshaw yeah, and then like a like a, a, a Brady, a forty what six seven? Something How old like is this yeah, guy? Yeah, I don't know. Well, he's old, but he's sharp. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Hit number two here. Um, I kind of got some heat for not having Jalen Hurts in the top 10 players in the Super Bowl this, you, for this coming week. You got heat, yeah. Um, and I said with his shoulder, he's not really a passing threat. He's much more of a complimentary piece. He's going to run the football. Everyone's going to run the ball. And then his throwing is going to be very complimentary. His production is going to be very complimentary. Um, then, you know, much more than people want to admit. Um, and well, you, know, you mentioned the herd. Colin Coward on the herd has him at number nine out of his top 12 players, right? We had him at like 11. So it's... A, it's close enough. Other people in the media see it as well. It's not just me. He's going to be a complimentary player. I think he's fully healthy. He's certainly more closer to five or six. But right now, he's the 11th best player in the Super Bowl at best. I'm sorry. He is. You're not wrong. I mean, it's... it's Going into this game, you tell me. Their team right? has been fantastic this year. You can't argue it. But you can't, you can't and, point it all towards Jalen, though. No, and I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'd sign him tomorrow to be my franchise quarterback. Yeah. 
But I'm saying right now, going into this game, he's completing like 60% of his throws, two touchdowns, three picks, and like a 72 pass rating in his last four games. There are people that are playing better than him. That just is what it is. I'm sorry. It's just the facts of the matter. I know not having stats and everyone always gets on me for being too stat-oriented. Okay, well, I'm sorry, but that shows me production, and he's not producing right now. So... You have you, to you either produce or you don't. You have to be able to quantitatively look at things and look at trends. So yeah, the stats are going to matter quite a bit. That's what I'm saying. All right, Mr. Matuyer, I thought the Bears, you know, should trade down and get picks. I think that in my head, that's still what they're going to do because I, I like, I don't want them to mess it up, right? Like, I feel like the Bears always mess it up, and in my head, I'm like, they're not going to do it this time. They're not going to mess it up. Well, I'll report out now. From quote somebody very tied into the organization is that they are going to draft Bryce Young number one overall. I think that would be an awful idea, and then obviously move off Justin Fields. Um, I think he's small, and I think he'd be playing behind a very, very poor offensive line. I'd give him about four to five weeks of being healthy, and then from there it'd be a total roll of the dice. I don't think that's a good idea. Does it not feel just like a like a copy print of a Justin Fields? Yeah, but a not as bit. good. But not not he's not as big of an athlete. He's not as strong of an athlete. He's not as good of a runner. No, he's better throwing the football. But if you look at pictures, he is no bigger than Kyler Murray. He looks a little bit bigger in an Alabama uniform on TV. He is not at all. He's about six foot tops, a buck eighty-five. That's a small. That's really. Is that not you? Is that like you? Yeah, you're I'm, a little heavier actually. I'm six. No, I'm six foot one eighty-five exactly. Okay. actually. That's small in the NFL. That's small. You're gonna. He's That's gonna look small. tiny on a TV screen, especially um, behind a, a really bad, a really really bad offensive line. It's just. Um, it's a bad idea. So, so what do you do if you're the Bears? Just real quick. Did you just I go get the most down. talent? Just trade down, get as many picks as you can. I would trade down, and get as many picks as you can, and just because they have so many holes. Yeah, they don't have anything. I would probably go best available. I'd either go offensive line. People, people haven't picking an edge rusher. I'm sorry, you can't pick a, a, an edge rusher. You can't. You can't. You can't. Rely Maybe on with that your second or third, second or third round pick, you got to go get Justin Fields something to work with. Something. He needs a weapon. I mean, you just traded away a, a damn near first-round pick for Chase Claypool, and he's not good at all. you got to give Justin Fields something. Thanks for that one, by the way, Chicago. That, yeah, was, that was awesome. Nice. That was nice. Thanks for the Christmas present. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, hit number three. I, I said that the Pro Bowl would not be any better this year. Everyone's like, oh, but the, 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 you know, the flag football is going to be better. No. I was 100% right. I mean, I thought maybe the skills competition was slightly more entertaining than years past, but overall, the event sucks. I mean, it sucks. Vote the team. Do like a dinner type event i i don't know I, I i don't have an answer do a roast for all i care i did something that's more entertaining i mean this is just not it it's not it maybe the, actually that's a kind of a, a damn good idea i'm gonna be honest with you well, a roast would be hilarious it would be i'd watch that that would be hysterical you're telling me you wouldn't tune in to see tyree kill rose patrick Mahomes after they just left each other that'd like be, after after tyree left. No, and they're still kind of boys like it'd be fun just kind of do something that that's more personality driven kind of something the media can still do that because, look, I, I didn't sign up to watch professional football players play I-9 flag football. It was right? awful. Like, Unwatchable. Unwatchable. Yeah. I agree. You can't you can't water down and dilute talent that much and still make it, like, enjoyable to watch. I agree. And, and the ratings reflected that. They, it wasn't a very good no. rated Pro Bowl, so. Um, Mr. Matrior, I've never really loved Aaron Rodgers, but I said, first of all, he's great. I think he's, you know, you see him on, like, Joe Rogan, Pat McAfee. I'm like, he's... he's relatable. Like, I think he's like kind of a cool guy to talk to him. I think he's funny. And a very smart guy. Too. Yeah, I think he's a very smart guy. Um, but I mean, report on now that he's going to take a darkness and isolation retreat for a couple weeks and like think about his future. Like, I'm so... Come on. Come on. It, does this not feel like another... Uh, 
Like a psychedelic tea event coming up? Like, that's weird. That's <laughs> weird. I'm sorry. Like, no judgment. You do whatever you want to do. Do whatever makes you feel good. But you look around. Well, I know Jalen Hurts isn't doing a retreat. I know Mahomes isn't doing it. I know Burrow is fine. And Josh, Josh Allen's Allen. not going on a retreat. Josh Allen probably isn't drinking like Justin Herbert's probably tea. taking summer classes and reading books. Like, nobody's out here like, yeah, I think I'm going to go trek the Andes to, to find myself. No, 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 I found you. You're here. You're in the facility. That's what you're, that's what you're doing. You're, you're watching film. I found you, you. And you still can't work with the receivers. So, yeah, here you are. You're right here in front of me. You don't need to go find yourself. I found you. You're in the film room. Uh, that's what the great ones are. That, like, I, just, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Like I said, I thought he was pretty likable, but I, I just, I don't know. The, I don't Aaron, know. the whole Aaron thing has kind of gone downhill a little bit. Yeah. I, I, so let's kind of pivot from that. Let's get into some more entertaining, more fun things to do, which is pretty Super Bowl, kind of talk about matchups. Uh, coming up for the big day. All right, let's go. I feel like the Super Bowl is a religion for any NFL fan, any football fan. This is the Sabbath day right here. This is this is the day that everybody's been waiting for. Our final predictions of the NFL season. We have the Super Bowl. This is the moment you've all been waiting for. Main <laughs> event of the evening. <laughs> the we Chiefs. Get Bruce Buffer on. <laughs> yeah, we, we do. We got to get him to record like a short little intro for us. Uh, but it, it is it's the Chiefs and the Eagles. Super Bowl predictions. Here we go. It's time. Okay, never mind. Um, all right, so I'm going to go ahead and take the Chiefs. Um, I think. I think first of all, I'll, I'll say it now. I think the Eagles are a better overall roster. Uh, but I think the Chiefs do have. An, I mean, I, I don't want to say like underrated roster, but people are kind of viewing it as like outside of quarterback, the Chiefs are not very good. Okay, like that's not true. That's not true. I mean, they're so they're eighth on defense and eliminating big plays, right? The Eagles are third in football in explosive plays, right? So they rely on explosive plays to a certain degree, right? AJ yeah. Brown up the sideline, Devontae Smith making crazy catches downfield, right? Jalen Hurts with his legs making big Being plays, right? very special. Yeah. They they rely on those big plays. Well, they're not going to be they're not going to be as plentiful here against the Chiefs defense, right? They like to play into a little bit of a shell, and not to mention. Chiefs are 12th in run defense. Now I know it's not like, you know, top five, but 12th is like respectable. And and more so, Chris Jones, number one in football for defensive tackles in win percentage. So yeah. doesn't matter. Does he get to the quarterback? Doesn't matter. Does, can, does he win his assignment? The guy across from him, can he beat him? He's number one in football at beating the guy across from him. I think situationally, the Chiefs have the edge. I mean, they're second in football in both third down and red zone success, which means the, the Super Bowl gets highly situational. This is a close game, right? Like, and I, and I love Burrow, but late in the in the Super Bowl, who did you trust more? Well, Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford had a no look throw on the final drive in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. Like that's a veteran move. With first of all, the stones on that man. Let's yeah. just let's just throw that out there. Right? Gotta be dragging. So like that's like a Mahomes type play, right? Like yeah. where you can just no look fling it in the biggest moment in the biggest game of oh, your it's career. It's huge. And so. When it comes down to it, I think Kansas City is better in those spots. I'll take Kansas City. I think it's close. I'll go 27-24. And I think the Chiefs, because of Patrick Mahomes, win the football game. I am going with Kansas City as well. There you go. Um, Here's the thing. Look, you have the quarterback in Mahomes. You have the tight end in Travis Kelsey. And he is so much more than just your basic average run-of-the-mill tight end. He is the best, most explosive weapon on that offense. Um, When it comes down to it, third, fourth quarter, even if the Chiefs are down, right? Because I could see that. I could see the Eagles kind of getting off to a little bit of a hot start. But when it comes down to it in the third and the fourth quarter, you trust Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey more than any other duo in the NFL. 100%. So that's my main thing that I'm looking out for. Also, I mean, 
if it comes down to it and there's 15 seconds left in the game, ask yourself, who do you like more? Do you like Mahomes with 15 seconds? Do you trust Jalen with 15 seconds? I like Mahomes. Mahomes. I'm not gonna go with. I'm not gonna trust Jalen right there. And it's not. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it. Yeah, you don't. You barely see it from anybody because it's not a normal thing, right? Like what Mahomes does is not normal. No, and he does it on such a regular basis. He almost makes it look easy at this point. Made it normal for himself. Um, Yeah, so I'm gonna go KC. I like 31-29. I see it slightly more high scoring than you do, but I mean, either way, I think it comes down to a final drive, at least setting up for a field goal, something like that. Uh, it's going to be a, a really good matchup, nevertheless. And, and I like your point about Travis Kelsey. First of all, no tight end in football lines up not attached to the end of the line more than Travis Kelsey. So he's always getting moved around. Yeah, He's very rarely in the tight end spot, which is a matchup nightmare for Philly. Um, and he's second in all receivers. Not he's, he's not second in tight ends. He's second in all receivers in receptions in the postseason to only Jerry Rice. Yeah, um, so that's not, a, actually a great— that, That's insane. No, yeah. That's, and a tight end. That is— Insane, and it's a great transition into MVPs. I'll go first with mine. I have Travis Kelsey as my Super Bowl MVP. I think there's going to be so many things that he does in this game that are pivotal, right? Third down situations, who's who's Mahomes looking at? It's going to be Travis Kelsey. And even if you double him, he's still going to find a way to either shake open or moss somebody and just absolutely make them look like a little boy. Well, it's probably why they're second in the league in both third down and red zone success because who's your safety valve? Well, I don't know the best tight end in probably the history of the league. Yeah, and and I think also from like a... I don't want to say like the, the NFL is definitely not scripted, but they definitely have storylines that would sound better than others. Yeah. This is the Kelsey Bowl, right? It's the... True. Who better to fit the MVP prediction? I'm trying to be right here. I'm going Travis Kelsey, Super Bowl MVP. I'm trying to trying to uh, jump ahead on the script here. You're going to look ahead into the script. Yeah, well, somebody sent it to me. A little, oh, okay. a little PDF. Okay. Of it. Yeah, got you. <laughs> um, I'll go ahead and go Patrick Mahomes because, like I said, I do think I'm not like I, th- I think people are, are overrating the difference in roster between Philly and KC, yeah. but it is it is a difference, right? Like Philly top to bottom is a better roster. I think one of the only spots that the Chiefs have the advantage is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So I think if they're going to win, it's going to be on Mahomes' back to an extent. So I'll take Patrick Mahomes as the MVP. Plus, you talk about your stories. What better story is there than, I don't know, the best five-year start to a career in the history of the league? That is, yeah, that's another good one. Because he's going to win MVP this year. So that'd be two MVPs, two Super Bowl MVPs, two Super Bowls, what, five Pro Bowls, I think three first-team All-Pros. It'd be the best five-year start to a career. you say four Super Bowl appearances in five years? Four? No, 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 no. Four Pro Bowls. I'm sorry. Okay, Four yeah, Pro yeah. Bowls, three appearances. Yeah, three Super Bowl appearances. That's crazy. And he's hosted the uh, AFC Championship game every year. And the only two people he's lost to, Tom Brady, you might have heard of him. He's pretty good. And Joe Burrow also might have heard of him. Po- Probably going to be the are, next version of Tom Brady. I heard those guys are pretty decent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, that's, that, that's a good storyline as well. Uh, absolutely. Um, okay, so betting things. lines here. <laughs> what are you betting on for Gatorade color? Gatorade color, I'm going yellow. That's interesting because here's the thing. I'm, Every I'm, some people will go like, okay, they're gonna make, they're gonna match the jersey color, right? For example, when when I played in high school, they always tried to make it green because you know the mascot kind of fits the, the everything. You put sense. a little food yeah. dye in, green uh, Gatorade, call it Ram Juice, right? In this situation. I don't think they're going to go red. I think they're going secondary color. They're going to go yellow. Interesting. You know, Interesting. they got the outlo- They got the numbers outlined yeah, yeah, in yellow yeah. on the red. I think a yellow Gatorade would be so fitting. Vibrant makes a, makes you know makes 100%. a statement. Hey, it's a it's a Super Bowl Fifty Seven staple. I'm going to go blue, and blue. here's why. Do you it's, have the list of like the last couple? I'm going to look it up while you talk. I don't. 
Um, here's why I'm going to go blue. And maybe it may... Am I thinking a little bit too, too far into this? Probably. But, I mean, who cares? Um, here's why. It's the best flavor, to be quite honest with you. Cool blue, Arctic blue, whatever. It's the best flavor of Gatorade. If you get, if you bring orange up into this discussion, I'm not talking to you, okay? The only... Even yellow, I... Eh, like, I could hear the argument, but it's really not a valid one. It's red or blue. I'm sorry. If you don't think those are the two best Gatorade flavors, I can't help you. So, in the best game, the biggest game of most of these guys' careers, what do you want to be sipping on? None other than the best Gatorade flavor in the history of Gatorade flavors. Blue Gatorade. I got the gentlemen. lines here. I got the lines. So, the best odds for you, Orange is sitting at plus 300 this mm, okay. year. Okay, what's blue at? Blue's number three. Number two is yellow. Okay, so plus three fifty. Okay, plus three fifty. Blue's probably no, what? plus three fifty. I said. Yeah. yeah. Uh, blue is plus three seventy five. I was gonna go four hundred. All right. Um, clear is plus four hundred. Uh, if they dump water or clear, quote unquote, clear Gatorade on this man, I'm gonna be fuming. Yeah. Uh, red is at plus five hundred. Purple plus eight hundred. The Ooh. last couple. Do you want to hear the last couple? Yeah. So I have. Oh. 2017 New England Patriots, none. 2018, what do you mean none? None. They didn't dump anything on it. Losers. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles in 2018, yellow. Okay. New England Patriots in 2019, blue. Okay. Uh, Kansas City in 2020, orange. Ooh. Tampa Bay Stunning. in 2021, blue. Blue, there you and go. And the Rams in 2022, blue. blue. So. We're going blue again. You think they go three back-to-back-to-back blue years? They might. Illuminati's real. All right. What do you know? Okay. Um, <laughs> that's such that's a all, weird way to transition out of that. That's the end of the second segment. We should probably end on that. Uh, come back for the third segment. We're going to have a little bit of news, kind of news around around sports. Then we'll talk a little bit of quarterback situation for the Niners. Is it Jimmy G, Trey Lance, Brock Purdy? Who knows? But we'll get into that uh, in the third segment. What's up? We are back. It is the third segment of the issue here on Thursday, February 9th, uh, right before the Super Bowl, leading up to the to the big dance this weekend, this Sunday. Obviously, go watch it. It should be a fantastic uh, game if you missed it. We just went over and predicted everything for the Super Bowl. We gave you our winners, the score, um, our predicted MVP, and our predicted Gatorade color, right? That, I feel like that's one of the most popular prop bets in uh, in the Super Bowl, it's and it's fun. a very fun bet. It's one of those where you're not going to get beat because somebody trips and twists an ankle or something like that, and you get a bad beat where you're like, come on. Yeah. That one's just like for fun. It's just pure, like pure luck. Up, yeah. Pure luck, lottery type, you know, thing. That one I've seen. What are some other ones? I, I saw a prop bet on um, on betting what song the the performer will sing at the halftime show. Who is it, Beyonce? No, Rihanna? it's uh, Rihanna. Okay. So I, I heard uh, Please Don't Stop the Music is the running favorite right now. Because usually they play one that's, like, not new. They play one that right, everybody right, knows like classic. by, like, the first note of the song. That's like, what I'm trying to think. Like, is that her number? Like, that's probably her number one song. It right? has to be. That's her number one song, and I feel like that has also the vibe, you know, to kind of get the energy up there. The yeah, room. it's got some good energy. Uh, yeah. Either way, it'll be a very good uh, Super Bowl, so make sure you go. You watch that, of course, after you're finished watching the show, though. Uh, but this segment, we have news to get to you, and then we're going to have a little bit of a rant on uh, San Francisco, a little bit of a discussion on that. What do they do from here, right? Like, they have 
kind of a lot of things up in the air, especially at the quarterback position. They have options. They have a very good roster built around that. So in what direction do they want to take it? We will kind of get into that to, uh, to close out the show. But first, with the news like normal, let's go. All right, Spurner one here. <clears throat> the Raiders and the Saints have reportedly agreed on a lot of the parts toward, you know, working toward a trade for Derek Carr. Yep. Um, the compensation aspect is pretty developed in their discussions. Um, I mean, I'm not going to lie. If they get Derek Carr, they, they pretty much automatically win that division, right? Like if, if Kamara and Michael Thomas play, are they not? Is that not a 10-win team? Is that not a 10-win team tomorrow? I think so. There's two against the Falcons. I mean, who who's starting a quarterback for the Bucs? Probably two against the Bucs. Yeah. I mean, I mean, could Carolina maybe steal one, depending on who their quarterback is? Maybe. Maybe, but I don't see. Is that not, that, I mean, you're getting five or six wins in division alone. Yeah, and, and people are really, really underestimating how good Derek Carr is. Yeah. Derek Carr's a fantastic quarterback. He didn't look great this year, but like statistically throughout his entire career, he's been very, very good. Derek Carr's a good, solid top 12 quarterback. With playoff experience. 100%. And so, that, that's an awful division, especially quarterback-wise. It is. Now that Tom Brady's gone... Right now, the best quarterback in the division, let's see. So we got what? Kyle Trask is now the quarterback. As of right now, for the Buccaneers, he was our second string. Or either that or Blaine Gabbard. So you take your pick. Um, well, we have Sam Darnold in Carolina. Uh, Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill in, in uh, New Orleans. And Desmond Ritter or Marcus Mariota in Atlanta. Pretty low on talent there. You're telling me Derek, Derek Carr is... Head and shoulders, the best quarterback in that division. It's not even an argument. No. I, it's not even close. It really isn't. <laughs> um, no, yes. Yeah, so I think if he gets added there, I mean, divisionally, you're going to do really well. I mean, now, obviously, you're going to have to stack up against the rest of the NFC. Yeah. But even you tell me they I, can't. I, I don't think the NFC quarterbacks are all that great. No. Can they win nine games to get into the playoffs, win the division? Absolutely. I think yeah. more like 10, but I think, I think you so. know. It doesn't, it's not going to take much to win that division. Look, Alan Kamara's a top five back when healthy. Dude, the freaking, uh, the Bucks won that division with a losing record this year. I know. A losing record. I know. Derek Carr automatically wins you a division. He automatically makes you a playoff team. You automatically 100%. have a spot. I'd give up. Well, so, so in New Orleans situation, because, because of Carr's day one impact, what would you give up? I'd give up. Mm. I'd give up a first. Would you give up a first? I'd give up a first, but not nothing else. It would be a one for one. Oh, now, if you were going to so... give up, now if you were going to give up a second, you'd have to give up like. I, would you give up two seconds and, a, and like a fourth? Mm. No, I, I don't would. think I, I'd give up two seconds and a fourth. You'd give up two seconds. Two seconds, yeah. I feel like a, a first for Derek Carr is, is pretty standard. I mean, look, if we got basically a first for Chase Claypool. You could, you well, could, the Bears also suck, though. Well, yeah. Well, who's to say the Raiders don't, though? They've been pretty awful for the last like half decade. They're looking for answers, too. They couldn't make him and Devontae work, so that wasn't great. It's interesting. I don't uh, know. All right, story number two here. Uh, the Niners have, you know, kind of speaking of Carolina in that division, the Niners have hired a former Carolina interim, Steve Wilkes, uh, as the new defensive coordinator. I, I kind of like the move. I think he's a really nice coordinator. He gets a bad rap because he was really bad as a head coach in Arizona. Um, but I think Steve Wilkes, he's been around the league. He's, he's a lifer. You know, he's he's one of those guys. He will be in football until basically he dies, to be honest with you. Like, he's one of those guys, right? He's been there for like 20 years. Like a kind of guy. Yeah, he's been there for 20 years. He'll be there for another 20, 25, right? He is that type of guy. So, look, and just because just he didn't work as a head coach does not mean that he still can't be a really nice coordinator. Not everybody's meant to be a head coach. Yeah. You still be you still be a really, really good coordinator. You're not a head coach, okay? Like, so? There's only 32 of those jobs in the entire world. Yeah. 
So, I mean. And there's only 30. Well, and there's, what, 64 coordinator positions. Yeah. For him, defensive coordinator, there's only 32 of those. Yeah. So, you got one of the 64 best jobs that you can get. Like, that's that. He's good at it. He's good at You're it. You're a defensive so, mastermind. Yeah. You don't have to be a head coach. Yeah. And I think somebody with that type of experience is going to be able to use all those pieces that they have in, in San Francisco really, really well. I like the hire. Yeah, I like it too. My slightly less, like, upbeat story here. Uh, the White Sox pitcher Mike Clevenger being investigated for child abuse, uh, domestic violence, and more. Uh, I'm not really sure what to say there. Um, I'm not going to kind of speak on his character, but, you know, I kind of hope they hope they investigate, get to the truth, one or the other, and that the right thing is done, you know. Yeah. However, however, whatever that ends up being, whatever the, the evidence shows you is, always, the, right, is you the right direction. I always hate to see these stories. You uh, do. It, you do. And not trying to, like, diminish it at all. It, it just it sucks for, like, the actual product of the league, and it also sucks because... I mean, that that's somebody that, that you kind of, like, look up to a little bit before yeah. you, you find out these things, yeah. and, then, and then they tend to come out. Like, it happened with um, the, the Pirates closure a couple of years ago. Oh, uh, Felipe Rivero? Yeah. Was, no. was, well, Vasquez. Vasquez. Felipe Vasquez, he changed his name. Well, yeah. when he was, like, meeting up with, like, a 15-year-old or something. Is that, yeah. is that it? Yeah, it, it's stories like that that come out. Just, uh, um, they just put a bad taste in your mouth. Um, it was good, too. That sucks. Either but, way. But, yeah, it's just, uh, I, I, you know, I don't, like I said, I don't want to speak on his character because... Again, investigation. Not gonna Innocent until proven guilty, right? We'll, we'll right. write that out. But right. Just wanted to get to the truth. Go from there. Yeah. All right, story number four here. More upbeat. Conor McGregor and Michael Chandler have been named the coaches of the next season of the Ultimate Fighter series. You know, where all the young up-and-comers in the MMA world uh, kind of do like a little fight season thing. Jigger. I, don't, I don't watch it much, um, but it's pretty entertaining. I like the highlights of it. Uh, but I'll probably watch this one because Michael Chandler and Conor McGregor kind of you know they'll they'll throw words back at each other, that's and then they some... they fight at the end of the season. Those two, the coaches, will fight. So that's going to be interesting, and I and I'll probably watch a little bit more than I would have if it wasn't as polarizing of, of figures as coaches. Yeah, I mean that's going to be interesting. You have uh, two pretty big personalities there. One huge one in, uh, in Conor McGregor. Yeah. So I, I think it could. Uh, it's it's so, going to be good. I will say, like, I don't think Michael Chandler is the one of the best fighters I've ever seen, but I will say I think he has the single best finish it's top three for me closer to it's probably second i don't know it's up there but either way one of the best finishes of all time a front kick to tony ferguson to knock him out when tony ferguson has never been knocked out in his career unbelievable like an unbelievable finish it was i don't know dude so the ufc is awesome oh i love it how about john jones fighting cyril gone i uh, saw March that 4th? i saw that i made a lot of money last time cyril gone lost <laughs> francis and Francis Ngannou. That's right. Was, you was did throw some money bet. on that game. I'm not on that, on on that fight. fight. Right. On that game. I'm so in football. Francis, though. baby. But uh, I'll probably be throwing money on John Jones, to be honest with you. Even though he's been out of the out of the thing. I think you he is. You can't bet against John Jones. Come on. Is he, is, he the, is he the most skilled pound-for-pound pound best fighter of all time? MMA fighter of all time? Top three. Top three for sure, dude. I'm going yes, and like the the savagery that he used to do, like he looked Daniel Cormier right in the face, be like, dude, I'd beat you when I was on coke. Like the pure savagery <laughs> in that statement. Are you kidding me? He'd go out and party all night, just throwing everything he could up his nose. <laughs> Next day, still walk weird. down, whoop ass. Like, how does that happen? Also, have you heard the story about uh, about him? Where he goes, it was pre-fight. I forget what fight it was. Somebody in the city, he was in the city just kind of like walking around. Um, a lady got her purse stolen. What, did he like run somebody down? And, and the guy took off. 
he saw it happen and she she was screaming he ran over a mile and a half caught up to this dude leg kicked him and then submitted him until the cops got there the video of dana white telling joe rogan about what happened because they're like backstage like where's john bones jones at like not here yet and uh and, and yes it's real I need to find it. I wish we had a clip of it for right now. I'll show you. It doesn't so surprise funny. me at all. And he said, quote, in an interview after that, he goes, yeah, it was a great warm-up for the fight. <laughs> what an absolute unit. Yeah. Um, all right, let's <laughs> let's transition off that, and let's talk um, talk a little bit about the Niners' you know, situation going into the offseason, especially the quarterback situation, different options they have. Uh, I'm going to make an argument for a dark horse here, and uh, let me see what you think. All right, let's hear it. Who is it? So, okay, so, you know, they, they obviously they had the Jimmy G option, the Brock Purdy, the, the Trey Lance option. Very safe options, yeah. Except for Trey Lance. Trey Lance is not safe, but all, both the other ones are. Well, I guess Trey Lance is not safe safe, but it's not. It's not off the wall. Yeah, it's not off the wall, right? You know, you gave up some draft capital. Here's my thing. They're hesitant to move off Lance because they gave up that draft capital. I think your mistake would be not pivoting off it fast enough. Right, like. I, I think for somebody, he might be kind of valuable, right? He's a young guy, you know, can still, he still has a lot of potential, big, can move, big arm, right? Needs a little bit more refining, but like has potential. But this is a win now roster in San Francisco. It's not a, hey, in three years when he's a really good quarterback and really talented, then it's perfect. It's like, no, 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 it's right now. But on the flip side, so I, I'm just going to say, I'm going to say a team, kind of some characteristics of it on paper, right? So, the quarterback in, in question is a free agent. Not aging, but he's not young. He's 32. Okay, so they're going to be, you know, probably looking to get younger. They have a really young young nucleus. So there's, their outlook is the future. So they could go young. Okay. Right? They could still build for another year or two, go young, and then really, really pop in a year or two. Okay? Have some cap space. Have really nice draft capital to keep building around this young nucleus. So none of that is congruent with the path of this veteran quarterback. Okay? Right. Sounds perfect. So you have a team that has a young quarterback to give up, a team that needs a young quarterback, has the time to build around the young quarterback, and a team that is a win now, so they could use the veteran. Seattle and Geno Smith. All right. He's an unrestricted free agent, so you don't have to worry about trading him in division because it's not their decision to trade him. He's done. Mm. He's, an, he's an unrestricted free agent. He can go anywhere he wants. And here's so so what you're telling me, I'm looking at some reports that he's expected to make forty million annually with the, on this next contract. Yeah, Gino's playing like an MVP for eight weeks. Now look, I wouldn't pay him forty million dollars a year, but that's what the market bears for somebody who plays like an MVP for half the season. No. I mean it's quarterback center league. It's true. You have to get the number right in this situation. That has to be like you have to get the number right. Because if you get stuck, we've seen so many teams that's get what stuck. I'm, okay, right. So that's what I'm saying for Seattle. Seattle can't afford to get stuck with this young nucleus. They cannot afford to get stuck on a bad contract for four years. Yeah. They and, can't do it. But neither can San Francisco. But they can. They can mortgage some of their future for winning now. If you sign Geno for two years. And that's a big swing because he's got a hit. Two years, $80 million. If it doesn't work, you're already rebuilding after two years anyway because Kittle's going to be aging and probably retiring in, in two, three years. Trent Williams is going to be retired by then. You'll have Bosa and Warner. You'll have some of the some of the guys on defense, but your offense is going to be aging, beat up. Like, Do you think Christian McCaffrey's going to be Christian McCaffrey in two years? No. No. Debo plays really physical. Is he at his peak? Probably. Maybe. Probably. Maybe, but we'll see. 
I'm, I would argue that he's probably on the back end of his peak at that point. Yeah. So if you're Look, so you're going to be rebuilding two three years anyway. So even if it's a bad contract, you eat the contract for two two three years, right? Because you're already going to rebuild after that anyway. So even if it flops, you're still going to rebuild. You just start over. If it hits though, you maybe win a championship and you maybe, maybe make like, a run and you maybe look like the smartest freaking GM alive. I don't think it's crazy. I don't think it's crazy. What Seattle can't afford to do is get trapped in a bad contract. They can't do it with this young with this young core. You're right. That's the last thing they need is a, is a really a, bad a veteran really quarterback. Good, they have a really good run game and Kenneth Walker and what they could use is a young quarterback. So like and and, and I, I threw out the 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 Trey Lance thing. That's if San Fran would cut bait with them. Who says they are? They don't have to. But what if like what if Green Bay says, "All right, we'll resign Aaron." But Jordan Love's like, then I want traded. Because at this point, Jordan Love wants to play. He wants to play football. Yeah. All right? Like, he, how long are you going to sit behind a, the old so I think, quarterback? I think if Aaron comes back, I think Jordan Love requests a trade. I'm not even saying you have to go draft a guy, which I think they should probably go draft a guy. But you can go get a young quarterback that's still in the league, like yeah. Jordan Love, who has talent. He's been in the league for four or five years. Well, he will. it'll be his fourth year. I don't think it's crazy. Geno Smith is interesting. Because, like, at first... At first, you're like, no, no shot. It's a shock because this past season was a shock with Geno. Right. He hasn't looked good in eight years. But, I mean, you look at his intent, like 6'3", 210, can move a little bit, and good he, arm, pretty accurate. And this is why I don't think it would be a complete miss either way. Brock Purdy looked good in the system. Yeah, a and, Gino, and Gino's a veteran. A rookie, Mr. Irrelevant, looks good. I think they're going to be all right with any sort of veteran quarterback. Gino did that this year with Pete Carroll at head coach. No, I like Pete, but he's not an offensive genius. I don't think it's crazy. That is, uh, that's a proposition, I'll tell you. Geno Smith is the answer, I think. I like, uh... I think it's a dark horse pick, but... We were talking a little bit before we started. I like Lamar. Now, Lamar to San Francisco could be interesting, because I'm not 100% sure that Baltimore is going to pick up that contract. Well, I don't think they're going to, yeah, I don't think they're going to sign him. No. But I think they're gonna just—I think they're just gonna franchise tag him. I think they're just gonna franchise tag him. And say that sucks. I don't know. My my issue. Could you imagine that the, those weapons? And yeah. You add yeah. Lamar, but he, he wants so much guaranteed money. I don't know where the money's coming from. You're paying Kittle, Bosa, Warner, Debo, McCaffrey. Like where? But if like, he could take a bit of a pay cut to go to that organization. Now that's a Super Bowl team. That is a and, Super Bowl team. But if he has, if he wouldn't take a pay cut to stay in Baltimore, which is also a really good organization, I don't think they're quite San Francisco. But let's they're not, not act like close to San Francisco. That's not true at all. I mean, they're a tier down, one tier down. I don't know. I'd put like historically, I'd put like San Francisco, Pittsburgh, probably New England. Is Baltimore not like the next step down? Like a like a Baltimore, Dallas, they are, Green but they just Bay. don't win enough. I don't know. I don't know. I, they're, I think they're always good. There are so many. There's gonna, this is going to be a really fun offseason because I think there's going to be a lot of movement in a lot of key positions and guys Derek on the Carr. move that you don't think would have ever been on the move. I mean, you're going to have Derek Carr on the move, Jimmy G. Does Carson Wentz find a new home? Which what, Baker do? Once Aaron gets back from his hike. Aaron will see if his isolation and darkness and whatever it is, deprivation, I don't know, whatever, um, if that works out for him. He's going in the cryo chamber. <laughs> it's great for your body, man. I, I guess I guess that's the uh, the answer for him. Whatever helps him. Yeah. 
Um, but that's about all we have for the show today, guys. Um, make sure you go to the website, theissuesports.com. Check out everything we uh, constantly posting uh, clips from the show. Um, you know, Smith. all over all, <laughs> Gino Smith. Yeah, that'll be a TikTok. That'll be go find that one on TikTok, um, and Instagram, everywhere. Uh, all the links can be found in the description of the episode, no matter where you're watching or listening. So make sure you go, uh, send it around, check it out, guys. We appreciate it. He's and a savage. No, I'm sorry. Gino Smith's just a savage. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> he is a savage. Uh, we will be back next week reviewing the Super Bowl, guys. That was the issue. Okay.